Glad you decided to give us one more go. Today we'll cover the sickest flight ever, a robot getting fired, comfort albums, and we have a conversation with our friend Gabe Casper about depression. This is episode seven of Ted and Tanner Do a Podcast. Tanner, how's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. You know what? Okay, here's just one of the problems that I have. Every time someone says, hey, how are you? I just say, good, how are you? Right. Like, I just want to get it off of me. Yeah, get it out of here. Get it off of me. Done. Because, I mean, you and I have been digging, we've dig, been digging into the Enneagram, and we're both the okay. same. Okay. Or, this, one okay. Of us, one of us has been, like, digging to China. The other of us was like, hey, I'm going to build a sandcastle. I need to make this hole. Anyways, that was me. But I'll... Let's say this. We are on episode seven yep. of the podcast. Yep. Two guys in the church, and this is the first time that we brought up the Enneagram, which is a pretty big deal right now. Well, us, let's, you brought up the Enneagram. But now you're talking about it, too. Dang it. And this you, is you Ted and Tanner do a podcast. You got so Not me. just Tanner you does a podcast. Me. The two shall become one in this podcast. Well, and, and I think it's... <laughs> oh, oh, dear. We're on our way to a wedding, <laughs> That's also. Right. So. Leave and cleave. Um, well, it's, it's Not interesting. Not our wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a we're going. A wedding. We're in it. I'm I'm leading the wedding. You're I am, officiating it. I'm the officiator. I'm reading a poem. I'm wearing I'm wearing my pastoral garb, kind of. What is what a garb? Garb. What yeah, a word. I think that's actually the like the actual word for it. Really? Uh, in our in our house, we just call it the pastor dress. The pastor dress. Um, I'm not wearing that today. My alb. Just wearing a stole. Alb. Google it. Make sure you get your alb and your garb. Yep. Um, so no, no. I think the enneagram's a good thing. Yeah. I think I'm more of a Myers Briggs guy myself. That's fine. <laughs> Did you guys hear all the judgment? That I mean, that's fine. You can be. You can be. I I never got anything out of the Myers Briggs, and I'll be honest, I couldn't really tell you. I think I've taken the test several times, mm-hmm. and I think I've gotten a different like set of letters. Dude, we should for for one of these podcasts, we should each take each other's uh, tests, the, and then the Myers talk about it. Yeah, you take Myers Briggs, and I'll take Enneagram again, and we'll see what happens. Because I've only taken Enneagram once, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, welcome to Ted and Tanner. Talk about boring personality types. Anyways, but yes, uh, when someone asks, how are you doing? I mm-hmm. feel like I just tried to like get it off myself, so I'll tell you. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good day. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at your in-law's farmhouse in LaGrange. somewhere, Texas. Yeah. LaGrange, Texas. And it's yeah. beautiful. I went for a walk earlier this morning. So, mm-hmm. so, Ted and I, we're on our way to a wedding uh, today. Ted's, like you said, is doing the wedding. I'm standing up in it. And uh, so we were staying at this farmhouse, and this morning I woke up real early to go walk walk around and say hello to cows. And He had a lot of fun. I took so many pictures of cows. What's really funny is I was awake when Tanner walked out, but I thought he had just gotten up to go to the bathroom. And so then I came out probably five minutes later to be like, hey, Tanner, because I'd been awake for a little while. And I couldn't find him. And I thought, well, the cows got him. The cows got the, the cows got me. But kind of really. The cows did get them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, this is so, um, it is the old Parker, uh, dairy farm where we're staying at. This is kind of the final 15 acres of the farm that's still in the family. And it's, uh, my father in law's mom. It's her side of the family. Mm. And it, it used to be a working dairy farm. And it's, it's just a nice piece of property to kind of come out and it's just so relaxing out here. Silent. Um, I yeah. I usually come out and I'll fish a little bit in there in the tank out here. Um, 
Uh, usually I'll bring out my 22 and, you know, drink a soda and just shoot at a can for a while, which for me is like kind of stress relieving yeah. and, yeah. uh, just plinking at cans and stuff. But no, this, this week for me has been really good because I had been traveling for, it felt like two months. I had four, yeah. I had we're four in conferences. Now. Yeah. We're in March now. We were in March last week too. Yeah. 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 I had four conferences in the matter of two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first two were, were fairly short, but still travel for those. And then these last two were full full on, like, you know, three days, so you're gone for five kind of right. conferences. And um, I, uh, it was just so peaceful this week to, like, sit down and do work. It's also a hard week to come back to because you've been, you get out of rhythm by when you travel. Yeah. And then so yeah, when yeah. you get back, you have to figure out how to get back into rhythm. And so this last week for me, I was just kind of like, what do I do? How do I? Yeah. Wait, I'm not eating well, out for every meal. I'm not, yeah. you know, sitting oh, which in. Which is so nice. I am always oh. so glad to come home to Chelsea's cooking. Yes. Like, oh, man, that girl can cook. Uh, not that she does all the cooking. I, I cook as well. <laughs> but just hers is better. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, I mean, pizza rolls are delicious. Yeah, yeah. But, don't, get me wrong. don't get me wrong. Whatever I can throw on the grill, it turns out well. But yeah. to add some of whatever Chelsea's making is always phenomenal. And But but for me, I've, I've been trying. I'm not. So, so in our personality types, I'm not a details guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've built systems to help me do the details. And so I've had two weeks without those systems. And not in like, when you're on vacation and you don't have systems, like it's a great thing. Yep. But this is like, you're still working. It's, I figured out conferences are basically going back to school for a couple days, right? Yep. So it's, it's not that you're... Further education. Yeah. 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 Conti- continuing education. Continuing education. Yeah, so it was it was good. It was, but it's nice to be back and be in those rhythms, right? Yeah. So for me, I've set up Mondays are like my admin detail day, mm-hmm. and it was actually kind of nice. Like you said, like you got to figure it out again. But it was nice for me to be like, okay, this is the rhythm. I'm back at it. So, yeah. do you and have do you set up your week in a certain schedule, or do you kind of just scattergun and go? Yeah, I I, I know I, I have the list of things that I need to get done each week, mm-hmm. and so, so mm-hmm. some of those things just don't change. And then other things are, oh, I want to I'm going to meet with this person and meet with this person and meet with this person, or attend this, or I have this going on, and so then I'll kind of work around those things. But for the most part, a lot of my job is building relationships, getting to know people in our church and in our community. Mm-hmm. But then on, on the same time, it's also like I have to get stuff for our website and for the upcoming Sunday and all that so stuff. You just, so you just, beginning of the week, you set a to-do list and you just work your way yeah. through. And on Sundays, I'll talk to people and I'll say, you know, hey, when are you free? When, when can I get you coffee? When can yeah, you sit yeah. down? When can you talk? And then I'll just figure out, oh, I have a, an hour break here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can mm-hmm. I can do this or I can write that or yeah, I can yeah. get this done. Um, and so that's kind of how my week. But then it also so you like structure relationally as opposed to yeah people come before the other things. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm also I'm also pretty good at being like oh I need to get this this yeah. done. I'm just gonna sit down and I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I try and um, I, I try and add people in wherever I can. Um, but for me, Mondays are Mondays. I get just work done. Yeah. Tuesdays for me are meeting days. So I have staff meeting in the morning. And then I try and schedule as much like focused meetings mm. as if that makes sense, like meetings yeah. with a purpose. So like I have staff meeting in the morning and then um, throughout the day I try and fit in like meetings with a point that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this thing needs to get done. So then at night I'll have like church leadership meetings, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but then Wednesday and Thursday I leave. Uh, Thursday I have some tasks that I do, but Wednesday and Thursday I really try and leave open to either get stuff done for the future or or meet with people. Yeah. 
but I've found that. And that's I, I throw that out, you know, if as you're working in a job, whatever job it is, try and as much as you can build some kind of system and structure. Because I'm not a system and structure guy, and it's really helped me mm-hmm. to get to be able to be a little more, or not to be a little more, to be more spontaneous, to be able to just go do things because you go, oh man, I've got these things done. Um, and so, and so it, uh, it, it's just been good, you know, like that's, I've enjoyed that. So, so yeah. you're back in rhythm. You're feeling good. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been trying to build in is I want to, uh, add in like healthy disciplines yeah, yeah. to my, my, so like the my, walking is, so I'll take, I'll take, and this is, this is a luxury that our job has of like working mm-hmm. from home or officing out of coffee shops is mm-hmm. I will walk like I've been starting to like walk in the morning. So I'll mm-hmm. wake up, I'll do devotions and I'll, I'll do some time. I'll write for a little bit and then I'll go for a walk, walk for 10, 15 minutes, come back, keep, get some more work done. Mm-hmm. And then before I go to a coffee shop, I might like pull off the side of the road, go to a park, do a lap. And then, mm-hmm. and it's just been, it's been really, it's been mentally healthy. And we're going to talk about, we're talking about depression today. So this is great, but like, it's really helped my, my mental health. Yeah. yeah. And it helps me just kind of be more focused yeah. and it gets out some of this, like this energy that I have so that I when I sit down to do the work, like I'm You're not ready. fidgety. Yeah, I yeah. can just like, Oh, I can do this. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, and I've gotten a little exercise today yeah. and yeah. I've spent some time in silence. And so it's just been trying to add in these healthy rhythms and I'm like trying not to just be like, I'll eat ice cream for lunch. Because I can do that. Right. Should I do that? No. No. Mm, dang. I was it's so yes. close. Yeah. Uh, so close to being a yes. But yeah. no, I've been trying to build in these, and especially coming out, coming out of these conferences where we were sitting for hours and hours and hours and getting back, I'm like, that was not, that was good. Meant uh, to learn, but it wasn't good for me, like physically. And yeah. So. And, and I think, you know, it's it, once you start a job, going back for continuing education stuff, like it, it's not bad, but it is like, man, it just wears you out. Like, there's there's a reason I think we graduate from school to work that it's like oh now I get to do things yeah as opposed to just learning things I, I think we always need to keep learning things yeah um you know leaders are readers uh, leaders are readers but uh yeah I think I think it's nice for me it's great to not be thinking about oh, I'm getting on another plane yeah like just and I love flying Southwest I mean we had that mix up we talked about why the podcast got out late two weeks ago but. They gave me a hundred dollars voucher, but you know, you get this little anxiety flying Southwest cause it's like, Oh, where am I going to sit? Yeah. And then it's like, I hope he doesn't have bad breath. Right. Right. So <laughs> no, so that it's, was a, it's a gamble flight all the time. Yeah. All the man, all the time. So real talk, real, 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 real talk. What's super great about this is somehow, uh, we don't know exactly how, uh, garage band, uh, hashtag not sponsored deleted our real talk and replaced it with the outtake of our um interview with Gabe. So we're recording this on Friday. Should have been up on Tuesday, but it's still good stuff. It'll work. We'll make it happen. Yeah, it's I mean that's and that's we're... I realized when I about threw my computer across a restaurant where I just had breakfast tacos and was sitting there working and whenever I upload the podcast, I always listen to it one time through. Like just to like, I kind of think, okay, how did I do here? Just to relish the moment one more time. Yeah, just to re- remember how cool we are. Um, but but mainly to, like, kind of check it out. And I was like, wait, what's this transition right now? Yeah. Like, what what's going on here? And our good friend Steve Zank has offered to help doing some producing for us. And I was like, oh, man, maybe something goofed. And then I looked at the file I sent him, and somehow it had just migrated. And I, I don't know what happened. 
you know what? Technology is great, except for when you don't know how to use it. Until or when it, like, uses you. Right, which leads us which, into... Great. You see what I did there? Tanner, I loved it. I loved it. So, uh, for Real Talk this week, I came across a story about um, a robot named Flippy. Now, mm-hmm. Flippy is this burger-flipping robot, and it got fired from a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked alongside humans at a Cali Burger in Pasadena, California. Pasadena. Shout out Pasadena. But the City robot of is one of 50 that will be used to flip and remove burgers from the grill. And you were telling me, because you dug into this a little bit too, mm-hmm. that the reason it got fired is that it went too fast. Yeah, it was it was too quick for the humans to keep up with. They could not prepare buns and uh vegetables and stuff for the burgers fast enough which now granted i read when i looked it up because i was looking up for a um we we hadn't posted a link for it in our show notes so i was looking it up for the show notes it was a very short article and i was like and they couldn't keep up with this stuff i was like okay and then i realized is the robot cooking the burgers faster or is it just that there's more because he can flip them faster I, you know what, either, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. one day we will not be able to keep up with the robots. No. We'll so they screwed. might be slow now, and we might have the victory, we might have the, the, the handle up, mm-hmm. but right, but pretty soon. Well, that was like take that, over. that GIF you sent me this week of the Boston Robotics <laughs> dog. <laughs> yep. Comes around a corner, nails some bananas Mario left behind, and just eats it. That one was hilarious. Uh, I keep seeing more and more videos about robots. And a, a while ago, you know, like the year 2000, when they're like, by 2012. The distant future. That the they're year like, 2000. by 2012, you're going to have flying cars. We're going to have robots who are mm-hmm. doing things. The movie iRobot came out, and I was like, it's over. We yeah. are done. But now I'm starting to see things like this. And I'm really thinking, it's not going to be over for me. No. Nah. No. Coffee's going to be the end of me. Coffee and donuts will kill me. But Speaking my children and my grandchildren. <laughs> My children and <laughs> sorry, <laughs> they're done for. The, yeah. the 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 future the future might be now, but the future will not be there. Well, and it's the it's robots. interesting when you go back to like when you go back and look, like you're saying, and certain things that people said, oh, we're gonna have these things, but then like some of them are true, right? Yeah, like uh, you know, thinking about Teslas now have a decent self driving capability. Yeah, I don't believe that yet. I know. I I'm. I will be a late adopter on self-driving cars. Like, yeah. I'll I will happily buy one when I'm in my 60s, and they're built with couches, and you can just nap. And the way that I was able to buy it was because of a robot that I had that was able that I hired to do something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, if you could invent a robot to do something, what would you have a robot do? Oh goodness. Okay, I'm gonna give you what I would have a robot do, but then I'm gonna give you. What I would want a robot to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much just sound like the same thing. In my well, here let me separate. This is my morning them. brain. So let okay. me separate them. So the first one, what I would want a robot to do, I would want a robot that could transform into like a flying motorcycle, and we could have <laughs> adventures together. Like that's that's Dead what I want. motorcycle on an adventure, we're flying through space. Yeah. Bug on my face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no but so so um. Jingles or not, I'm gonna have a robot that just creates jingles. Okay. Perfect. Go. Perfect. Well, so I would do that, um, but really, what would benefit my life most is a robot that cleans the house, because like, then it would free up time for Chelsea, and not cook, 
I won't trust a robot to do that. But um, plus Chelsea's a phenomenal cook, and so, uh, but like one that would do the dishes and clean the house. And would you call her Rosie? Number one, I wouldn't call it to her. Well, that's from the Jetsons. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Rosie the robot maid. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I just want Rosie. Yeah, that's it. How about you? Uh, I think I I don't necessarily want a robot. Um, I think I just want like some sort of bowl that I can pour a bunch of breakfast things into, and out comes a delicious scramble, perfectly made. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> that's all I want. Which there are some things like that. Have Buzzfeed has a like. Um, they're tasty. You mean a pan? Yeah. Well, they're. T- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean a stove? Don't you mean a stove? Um, their tasty site has this thing now, and it's a smart hot plate, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, the pan that goes with it. And you plug in a thermometer, and you can. I'm not sure if you can wirelessly download recipes into this hot plate, but you can definitely like set it. To certain things mm. so you know if i could have a robot i think it would be a robot that uh cleans up an airplane after a giant mess <gasps> another transition i see how you transition there so my story of the week is flying into washington dulles a couple weeks ago not me personally but a plane it was right before one of the big nor'easters hit and um as they were coming in i don't know if it was the last plane to land or like they were getting close to shutting down the runway because of all the turbulence but the pilots called it into the tower. Almost everyone has thrown up on this flight. <laughs> and so, could I you w- just imagine... I don't want to. You know what I imagine is the 1812 overture. So... Just slow motion, yes. I can't wait for the made-for-TV movie to come out about this. Yeah, I think that's the... I mean... Every time I get onto an airplane, I kind of imagine the worst that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what, what it's like for you when you walk onto an airplane, but every time I walk onto an airplane, I touch the outside of it and I say, Dear Lord, just help us. Because I hate flying. And then I sit down and I'm just like, Oh gosh, here we go, here we go, here we go. It's gonna... And I see, here's, and that would be the worst. Here's my issue is I know the science behind flight. So I know like what has to go wrong for... A plane to go down mm-hmm. um but also like i just hit a point where i go like once we're off the ground i go well at least if we die die fast yeah like well it was a good run yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. yeah and and for me though i think this you know i'm sure there are people there with some steel stomachs but once oh. you know you get that recycled air smell mm-hmm. plus the sound of people throwing up plus the smell that's going to accompany that like, I get it. Like, if, if, and could you imagine, there can't be enough airsick bags. Oh, no, there's not. I mean, the last couple of flights I was on, there weren't any. You're chunking in your shirt at this point. Yeah. And so, I just, what I would hate to be is the ground crew that had to clean up that plane. Like, because those planes are almost like, inside are like 100% carpet, textile, you know, not plastic. You know what they probably did? They probably just sold it to Hollywood and said, hey... For your next movie here's, that you need a burnt out flame we got the one here's, for you here's what i really want it's just the ground cool rose rolls up just lights and match just sits there and they just watch it burn <laughs> right like well i'll take the fall for this one guys you did a good job plane not anymore oh man that yeah when i saw that news story i could not believe it oh. and, and the next time that i fly 
I'm bringing my own bag. Right, just, just in a case. plastic just bag. In case. Yeah. yeah, and a little and a little thing of potpourri. Just yeah. Just. <laughs> well, good real talk, man. Yeah, this has been real talk. Real talk for the second time. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. We are here in a hotel room in Florida. Yep. With Gabe Casper, uh, and so we are excited to have Gabe. Gabe is a longtime friend of ours. Uh, he lived with us in, or he lives in Austin for quite a while, uh, but now he's up in Ann Arbor. We'll let Gabe tell you more about that. So, Gabe, welcome to Ted and Tana do a podcast. Boom. Oh Boom. man, I am so glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, greatest, greatest podcast of all time. Second greatest second podcast greatest. that's out there. It's yeah. uh, really good to be. Wait, why do you say it's the second two. greatest? Well, I do say second greatest for I and myself am a host of a podcast, the Pint Glass Preachers. Shout out. Shout out. Shout there out. are dozens of you out there. I know. Dozens of Pint yeah. Glass Preachers listeners. So uh, please check us out if you want. And but. if some of you know, you know Ted, some of you know uh, me. And so if you know Ted or myself, you probably have heard of the name Gabe Casper before and so we're excited to have him. We do talk of him. We do talk about it every once in a while but we're super excited to have him on Um, and one of the reasons why we wanted to have Gabe on the podcast was we love him first of all but second Mm -hmm. um, a little while ago a couple months ago Gabe came out with a a blog post about what it's like to be a pastor who struggles with depression and was this honest and vulnerable but also like a beautiful piece of what it's like to be a pastor who struggles with depression. And so we wanted to kind of shine a little bit of light on that and let our people, because we know we have listeners who struggle with this. Maybe they're not a pastor, but they struggle with depression. So Gabe, if you just want to like walk us through a little bit of your story as we start. Yeah, man. And if I can just say something real quick about that piece is, so I released it on uh, a blog called The Beggar's Blog, uh, and it ended up, gaining way more traction than I thought. Like, I, I didn't want to write it. Like, I don't write a ton. I, mean, I really like writing, but I don't write a ton. And, I mean, people still to this day are contacting me. Um, yeah. And and it's... But what's cool about it is it's saying, like, hey, thanks for sharing this. Like, I didn't know you could talk about this in church. Yeah. I did didn't you, know... Do you yeah. feel like it gave a lot of permission for people to talk about it? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, and not like, you know, who am I? But, but it, it at least... The, the people that I've talked with, they were like, I didn't know I could talk about this in church. I didn't know that I could be open about yeah. this in church. Well, and, 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 like, and I don't even, I think, you know, you say, who am I? But, you, you know, I, I, with both of us being pastors, I think yeah. there's something to be said for people seeing that you're a real person as well. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that's, and like, I, I even just, like this last Sunday, I preached a sermon where I just kind of shared a story that was pretty vulnerable and I've gotten more feedback from that. You know, there's yeah. a lot to yeah. like a leader that's willing to be vulnerable Mm-hmm. Um, and and put their cards on the table. Well, isn't the thing about was there there's saying about a, a leader with a, a crutch or a, a limp is worth following? Yeah, As somebody who's like who's who says, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is the uh, thing that I stepped off a curb wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. that was but a joke that wasn't supposed. Yeah, to be yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the beautiful isn't that the beautiful thing about like being honest and being open, especially as a guy as a leader and says, hey, this is what I struggle with. This is what I go through, and people yeah. are like. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, so Gabe, tell us a little bit yeah, about, yeah, about your, your story, story. where so, you're from, where you're, up to, where you're at now. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll give you the two-minute rundown. Uh, so, I grew up in the Metro Detroit area. Um, pretty happy life, to be honest. My folks are, are great parents, and uh, my dad's a pastor as well. And um, became a pastor myself, and, and just kind of was a sort of happy, hunky-dory dude for like, honestly, almost all my life. I mean, I've always been into like, 
like Tanner and I share an affinity for hardcore music and punk music. Yeah, so you did. Was, you did just miss that. We did. Listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Listeners, Tanner and I were just jamming out. But I, I do. I love. I love angsty things like that. And I've always had that bent, I guess. But otherwise, been a pretty chipper fella. And um, what happened though is my my first year in ministry, in pastoral ministry, um, I reached this point where I was like, I was starting a church, and I had to raise all this money for it. I just had my kid, I had to recruit my first kid, uh, I had to recruit a launch team. And it was just like all this stuff I, I, I'd never done before. And so it was, you know. And all really, of it high pressure, none of and it. And it's, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's There's like, nothing is easy. Yeah. Tanner shared, like, the reason we love this podcast is we don't have to succeed at it. But right. it's because <laughs> in, like, you know, what you're saying, like, people here, oh, launch team, you know, kid obviously is a big deal. But, like, I can tell you, like, having planted a church as well, like, those things are, like, you feel the weight of the world. Oh, mm. it's like... Every, Make or I mean, break, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, well, so I'll tell you a story that I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll relate to, Ted. Like, so so what started for me was like, all that weight just sat on me and I started to just not be able to sleep because my mind would just be going all the time. Yeah. And so it started with insomnia uh, and then that went to to anxiety and like anxiety that led to to panic attacks where, where I had to go to the hospital at one point. Mm-hmm. And so one of my panic attacks that, Ted, I think you can relate to, maybe not to this level, but you've had to have had this moment where I got an email from one of my launch team members and this was how bad my mental state was. Legit, all he said was this, hey Gabe, we still really want to be a part of the church, but I can't make it to the meetings on Sundays because my kid needs to nap. That's it. Perfectly reasonable. <laughs> Nothing well, wrong let with me, it. Let me translate. You Please. We out. Right, <laughs> right. We out, when, and not only it's we out because you're a bad leader. Yep. You're not good at this. You're yep. a failure. I you don't like you. I don't you like you. Bad hair. You're, you're too. Yeah. Yeah. You're too young. Mm-hmm. You're too inexperienced. What do you? You're you're crazy to even. I don't try trust this. you. This, I don't yep. trust. Right. Every every negative. None of none of which he meant, but all of which. No. You right. you felt. Yeah. He in fact yeah. is he, one he of like my best tapped, friends right now. Actually, yeah. so it's like tapped into all of your fears. But it was like all of it, and it was just this. Spiral. Now, was that? Do you think was that towards the beginning, or had that been like anxiety had built up? So then, when this hit, it hit. Dude, so that's a good question. Um, and I've been trying to understand anxiety a little more. I'm, I'm getting a better handle on depression, which is what followed the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it probably had built up. I mean, I think that was it. Whereas, like, I just sat under pressure and sat under pressure and sat under pressure. And then this was it, and it was like, there's the spiral, off we go. And so it was just like, from there, I mean, I remember that moment, like getting that email, laying on my couch in my duplex in Leander, Texas, and like, my wife had to get me a brown paper bag to breathe into, like, just like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. catch my breath, couldn't get together, it was just like, like a mess. Um, So yeah, so I went from there, and that was kind of a a wake-up call for both her and I, where we're like, oh, this might be serious. Well, there might be something here. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, because again, like, this is like just kind of out of nowhere. Like, I, I really is like happy dude. Like, so it's just, and um, at any rate, so went and saw a counselor and and that, that was good. She was really helpful. Um, but it still, to be honest, wasn't enough. And kind of the next breaking point was when I would like, I went through a couple days where I would just sit in front of my computer screen and I knew I had to do stuff and I like could not do it. It was yeah. just like. Just freeze up. Freeze up. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Yeah, paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by sadness, paralyzed by apathy. I mean, that's kind of the other thing when, that happens. Well, when you'd freeze up, obviously the anxiety and, you know, leading to depression or something. Yeah. But did you feel like freezing felt to you more like 
the right decision than letting people down. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Where it's like, I'm not going to do this because at least if I don't do this, then I won't let anyone down. When really, like, yeah. not doing it is letting people down. Like, if I don't move, I can't make the wrong step. Yeah, that's exactly. that's the words I'm looking for. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. No, it's definitely that. And it's like, uh, you know, if, if you keep expectations really low... You yeah, can no never disappoint, yeah. you know? I'm, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you keep him this I'm low, boy. I'm yeah. your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. You want a bad dad joke? Yeah. I'm right here for you. Here I am. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mediocre no. sermon? Yeah. Right on. Here I am. Pizza for boy. a meeting? I probably bring that. Dunzo. Here yeah. comes that uh, nice. little Caesar's hot and ready. Oh, yeah. no. Five dollars. That's another spiral. I love I love a hot and ready. Really? You don't like a hot and ready? It tastes like the box. It's a great tasting box. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love it, dude. No, man. Uh, I've never had bad pizza before. Mm. But that's not pizza. It's a fact. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. anyways, <laughs> anyways. All right, so that was it. And then, like, well, then it was interesting. Then I, I was training at a, at a church um, that I was planting from mm-hmm. and uh, in, in Austin as well. And, and we were in a staff meeting, and the business administrator at the church at the time, she said to me, I don't remember exactly what it was, but she's like, hey, Gabe, would you be sure to get in touch with that family for us? Which, any other context, is, yeah, you know, it's my oh, job, yeah, like, I'll yeah. do it. For whatever reason, like, that was the thing where it's was like, oh, it's one more thing I have to do. And I just started bawling, like, and I was, mm-hmm. like, 26 years old in the middle of a st- professional staff meeting, and I was just like, yeah, I think I can do that for you. And, like, just, like, lost it, and it was... And, and this is, like, horrible. totally against your personality. This is not, like, who I like, am. Like, you are yeah. always... Yeah. Chipper so, dude, like, yeah. What was that like for you to... Mm. It must have felt like you were a brand new person or like, who is this? Who has taken over me? Because yeah. this is so brand new. I'm usually yeah. happy. I'm usually like this this person who's like always fun to be around and can talk about anything. And now all of a sudden you ask me a question. Yeah. Once loved questions. Right. And now it's like, you want me to do I something? I can't handle it. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And so then, the, the, so then that leads to this spiral of it, right? Where mm-hmm. like one... Like, and so that was the instant place my head went to is like, things will never get better. Like, I can't get out of this. Like, I'm stuck here forever, right? And then it led to guilt in terms of like, I brought my wife into this at this time. I brought my infant son into this. And like, and so then the logical place you go, I mean, without getting too extreme here though, but in my head was like, I have to get out. And and, and I'm, I'll leave it there. Like, I don't want to like sound too extreme, but like, I think that's where mm-hmm. really suicidal thoughts get come yeah. from. Mm-hmm. It was at least for me, was this deep, deep desire to get out. It was like I'm not me anymore, and I've dragged a bunch of people down with me, and I'm never going to get out of here. And so the only way I can do it is to get out. So would would you have said, I mean, up until breaking down, and yeah. maybe with your wife, I mean, did did people know? I mean, could they tell, or were you hiding it pretty well? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, until I broke down in front of other people, I think I did a pretty good job of hiding it. So, so mm-hmm. oddly enough, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Ted's brother Matt worked with me uh, to help launch my church. Mm-hmm. Um, is it right if I out Matt on your podcast? That's fine. We he love Matt. Yeah, yeah Matt's okay. great we love kid. Matt. I love Matt. Matt's yeah. d- Matt does the music for us too. Does yeah, he really? Yeah, he does all our in between yeah. music. Does he do the editing at all? No, that I do. Oh. I wish he did the editing. Bummer. Hi, Matt. Okay, so at any rate. Um, but Matt, I distinctly remember his 21st birthday. We went to Kirby Lane, and I knew he was going to come on staff with, with me at my church. And I remember like being there, and I like wasn't myself. I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a good place. And I like 
had nothing to do with his birthday. <laughs> and that, no. that was actually the issue. Is like, I should have had fun. I should have been meeting mm-hmm. people. Like, I was with a bunch of young people who are loving mm-hmm. life, celebrating this guy's birthday yeah. responsibly. I mean, it's everything you could want. At Kirby yeah. Lane, which is an amazing restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, all pancakes, the good things. Yeah. yeah. All great that pancakes. guac, all them pancakes. Great guac. Second best queso in Austin. I'd agree. Okay. Yeah, and uh, at any rate... And, uh, and I came home and I bawled in my driveway for like an hour, like in my car. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and so it was like, I, I held it together, but it was like dead inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which sounds yeah. like a tortured artist. Like, I just feel like such a cliche, but I, I don't know what to, how else to put it. Like it's what it, it's what it was. How and, often were you like, look, who am I? And who have I become? Like, yeah. Was that a, like an over and over again kind of thing? I mean, because yeah. I mean, because you and I have. I mean, you've known me for about oh, ten years now. I know, dude. It's crazy. And we're very similar people, but we both have had this. Hey, do you feel like this sometimes? And it's like, yeah, but like, I mean, so easy for us to talk about, but now bring to the pod. But like, who am I? Yeah. What happened? Where Where did I go wrong? Yeah, and yes, and especially like I think for me, um, I had been more successful early on than I think most people get to experience without sounding arrogant but like I had no that's I, it's fair it's fair you know and, fair. and so so I had come from this place where I figured at a very large church was a pastoral internship for those mm-hmm. of you who don't know and and like killed it like golden boy everything I touched turned to gold there um, I was doing work for our church body at a national level and, and doing pretty good work that way I excelled in seminary mm-hmm. um, you know that makes one of us. That makes. <laughs> I'm sure you did just fine. Yeah, did um, uh, but uh, but at any rate, but you know, and so like I came out and I was like, I'm Golden Boy, baby. You know, and then I yeah. entered the real world, and it was like, and I didn't like having a huge failure, but it was enough. It was it's hard, it's I, which making, is life. I mean, <laughs> making like, that transition, like what you're talking about, of like the um, our our buddy Mark Hunsaker. Mm, um, mm. The best way he put it that I can remember is, it's and. That it's it's going from engaged to married, right? Yep. When you're engaged, you have all these theories about what marriage is going to be like. <laughs> yeah. And I love it's almost comedic sometimes to sit down and listen to engaged folks, not because like not because they're wrong, but because it's just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's and right. then and so coming out of seminary, uh, I mean, I would say a majority of guys. Do seminary. <laughs> that Sorry, burp on your podcast, everyone. No, Mike's picking up some good um, stuff. Yeah, good. Um, you know, coming from seminary, most, you know, I, I'd say a majority of guys are coming out wanting, you know, they want to help, they want to serve, you know. And so to come out and say, you know, you're struggling, and then go, well, I need to be served. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a tough, especially in planting a church where you're like, my job's to have everyone and everything together. Yep. And to, to slow down, and, and I, I came in a year after you were there. Mm-hmm. Or was it two years? No, it was a year. It was two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... Because, yeah, because we were already up and running. Yeah, you and guys, so I trained you guys, for almost a year, and then, and then you we were up and, and then yeah, you yeah. came. You preached at my church, though. I did. I did. We go, we go solid back. Um, yeah. But, uh... So, so Gabe, look, if I can take it, and Tanner, you mm-hmm. can move it back if you want to. Um... So, so we kind of talked a little bit about pastoral and where you're getting it from, mm-hmm. but but as you look at it and as you dealt with depression, um, what would you look and say, you know, to someone 
who's struggling with it? Like, what would be, let's say, like, okay, you see someone, you, you kind of maybe pick up some signs. What would you say to them? What would be kind of your process of connecting with someone about that? Yeah, and, and one of the beautiful things has been, you know, since I'm pretty open about this, you know, we mentioned the blog post, but I, I talk about it up front too. Like, I'm, I'm just... I'm pretty open about it. And so I get to, to counsel a lot of people that, that, that are walking in it. And, and so the first thing I say is like, number one, there is no silver bullet for it. Right. Is, is I do believe it's, it's, it's a multifaceted issue. Yeah. And so if you run into anyone who says like, it's just physiological, it's just emotional, it's just spiritual, mm-hmm. it's just whatever. I'm like, shut up. Like it's, yeah. Maybe sometimes it's just one of those it's things. It's holistic. But most of the time it's a holistic issue, yeah, yeah. right? And so so that's kind of the first thing is I, is I try to enter into that place and and enter into a place of empathy too because because that's the thing is like, I, part of me like, I mean you can maybe even tell in this interview, like, like part of me feels like it's just, it's just stupid. Like it's a 21st century suburban privileged issue to have. Like I know it sounds bad, but like if you look throughout the scope of history, people have just been struggling to survive. Like it wasn't like, I feel sad. It's like, I need to find food, you know? Like, like, I mean like, like it's it's just such a, like it's weird. And so I, and at the same time, I can't deny the reality that like, I don't know that I would be alive if I didn't get help when I got help. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, so like, I don't want to undercut it either. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just find myself in this tension. So, so for me then that, so to answer your question though, Ted, is like to enter into a place of empathy and to be like, mm-hmm. just shut those voices out and just say, this is an issue. This yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. Like let's, let's walk through this together. Like it's not okay that you're like feeling, how do I say this right? Not that it's not okay. I don't want you to feel the way you do. Right. But know that you're not alone. You're not alone. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, and the reality of, of your struggle and the struggle of so many is like, you you find that it's like, who am I right now? Mm-hmm. Why am I going through this? And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, like you just said, people like struggle to find food, but I'm having a hard time waking up in the morning, right. or I'm having a hard time doing the things that I once knew how to do. Yeah. Like, why is it like this? Why yeah. am I like yeah. this? What what happened? What was the switch? Yep. Yeah. And it is like a switch. I mean, that's the thing. Is yeah. It, is it feels like it's just like. Where did this come from? Yep. And then and part of it's like, why me? Yep. Why is this happening now? Yeah. And so, and that is, so that's the other thing is I do encourage, like, so two things that, like, when I talk with people, so I want to come from a place of empathy. Mm-hmm. So now two things. Um, is, yeah. is then, I, I do talk about, like, having someone who you can barf your crazy to, yeah. which which I know, like, seems overly simplistic, but that was one of the big things in my healing. I mean, there's, there's a lot to it. But one of the big things, and in my continued healing is like, my wife is awesome. And so I, I'll just be like, babe, this is what's going on in my head right now. And I'll be like, I think because this didn't happen and this didn't happen, these people don't like me and this is what's going on. And I'm usually, I'm a worthless POS and da 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 And she'll just be like, well, Gabe, you know that's crazy because of X, Y, and Z. And yeah. so, you know, and so she kind of she kind of talks me down, if you will, and like gets me in a healthier place. Well, and it sounds like, getting someone who can see outside your head, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy. That's exactly it. It's so easy to deep dive yourself. Yeah. But what you're saying is having someone who cares about you and will say like, hey, that's, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, oh, sorry. And I do think ahead. for a lot of people though, that probably needs to start for a lot of people that probably needs to start with a professional. 
Um, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe not for everyone, but I think for a lot of people. And so I do find myself encouraging that for a lot of folks is to say, like, dude, you should get some professional help. Well, and as, you know, talking talking from where you and I are as pastors, like, um, you want to counsel people, you want to help them. But there's also a level of care that we can love on you, we can talk to you, we can listen to you. But the truth is, like, if you're dealing with a deep depression, I'm, I'm going to recommend someone who's good. Yep. Right? Someone who went to school for this. Yeah. Or And I think either someone who's professionally trained mm-hmm. or someone who you trust who, who does this kind of thing. And that's yeah. the second person is much more rare. Yeah. Right? That's just a <clears throat> gifted. But I've known two or three folks in my life that if mm-hmm. someone were struggling with this, they didn't have it. But, but yeah, no, I'd say, I mean, I, I have a list of who I recommend in, in our area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there have been times I look at people and go, listen, I, I cannot help you anymore. Well, that's, this, I, is, this is what you need. I have a three meeting limit usually where well, I say like, Hey, idea. I'll connect with you three times. Mm-hmm. And if you think this is bigger than that, here's where you need to go. That's a good idea. Gabe, would you talk for a second? Because, I mean, this is something that you and I have talked about in the last couple of weeks, too. I think I have sent you three text messages asking, hey, send me the number for your counselor. Because mm-hmm. it's been hit, it, it's hit me, and I'm like, I need to go see somebody. And I finally reached out to her. She's no longer taking clients, so tell me to talk later. But anyways, um, what was it? Three <laughs> <laughs> meetings. Yeah. So what was it like for you to, first five to go from, what was it like for you to go from, oh, this is a reality for me? I need to go see somebody mm-hmm. to actually making the phone call because I think for a lot of people yeah. who are like, you know, this just isn't right, or I I might be depressed. I think I'm depressed. Things in my life aren't going the way that I thought they would be, or I'm feeling these things that I don't know what to do with. What would you say to somebody who's like, I think I need to go see a counselor? Yeah, dude. So so the line for me honestly was seeing it in the life of my family. So like mm-hmm. when when I could obviously tell and she of course would never say anything but like when I could tell I was affecting my wife and affecting my infant son at that time I was like if I actually care about these people I gotta do something you know mm-hmm. and so it was like seeing it in the life of people that, that really mattered to me uh, that kind of forced my hand on it and then the other thing is like just it's Maybe it's cliche to say, but like the, the the notion that like people need psychiatric help or clinical help, like the only people that need that are people that are just totally bonkers. Mm-hmm. That's just such an old stereotype. Like it's, it's just nonsense, and it's not and it's unhealthy, and it's unhelpful, and it's terrible. It's not right. Like we, I think at one point or another, all need some form of. I, I think it's help, healthy for mm-hmm. anyone to get counseling. Like just it's like to saying get your enough. car doesn't need an oil change. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like we just got so much crap that flows through our heads that like it's like. We just to get someone yeah. to help and detox some of that. Life is so heavy to not try to have it be right. processed or helped through. And so like counseling is such a is such a beautiful thing because it allows you to say this is I mean, to speak to somebody who just wants to listen and help you. That this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm struggling yep. with. Help me to not feel crazy. Mm-hmm. One of um one of my friends, the way she put it, she went in for and this is one of the counseling centers now that I recommend because of her and another friend's recommendation um, but she went in sat down with her counselor and you know one of the first things her, her counselor says to her is listen I'm not your friend and it wasn't this rude thing it was like listen you're 
you're paying me to be here and be a professional and what that means is I'm not your friend which means Mm -hmm. you don't have to impress me but also on the flip side you don't have to worry about me judging you like I'm here as a guide I'm here to walk with you how freeing that's sweet freedom right there yeah that's like sweet freedom like to and it's again it wasn't rude it wasn't angry it was just like you can have this ability and I, I think um you know, we've talked about a lot of, I think, fun things on the podcast, but, yeah. but the serious issue here is, and I've done the research because um, when, when we wrote our book, we, we did a deep look into millennials, and our generation is the highest per capita diagnosed with depression mm. and anxiety in history. Now, we'll give that some caveats of, like, when they started recording those stats and yeah. when those, you know, became diagnosable things. Right. But but I think part. But of even it, still, no, I it's think. no no, and and you're right. Like it's still a big mm-hmm. deal, and mm-hmm. I think Gabe, you know what you've said about being open about it. Uh, my encouragement would be to people being open about it, pulls people off islands, right? Yeah, it's good. That's beautiful. That's right. That's what we want. And when you're when you when you speak something honest, people are going to latch onto it. Yeah, they're going to say me too. Yeah. Well, and and I think, um, I don't know about you guys, but I always look at older generations ago they must have gotten it right because mm. I mean no matter what's wrong with the world I look and I go well they, they're not struggling with these things mm. and so for me to hear and to have people I know who say no here's like mm. I, I struggle with that if it's something mm. even as minor as like oh yeah we overspent our budget you know like mm. right and so I gave I think it's great that you can be honest and open about that yeah well, thanks man and I think I, part of me too has been like as the as the the church, you guys talk about church stuff on here. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, good. We talk yeah. about everything. Yeah, you, do. you okay. talk about sports. Good. good. Uh, we can talk yeah, about Kyle, Kyle Frazier will blame us for not talking more about yeah, sports. Yeah. So, uh, podcast, favorite sports so. team, real fast. Uh, Green Bay Packers. There we go. All right, keep uh, going. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, at any rate, but uh, <laughs> no, for me, you know, like one of my most pinnacle spiritual moments in my entire life was when uh, I was serving at a church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they had a ministry called Celebrate Recovery, which is like a mm. super Christian-based 12-step um, yeah, program. Yeah. Uh, technically, 12-step programs are all based on Christian ideal, but neither here nor there. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. and so, but this Tune like, into the next pint class. Right, yeah, yeah, right, right. To hear Gabe rant about that. But anyway, um, so, but I, I went to one of these, and... I just started weeping like I was because I, I, mm. because people were just so real yeah. they were just like yeah. hi I'm Gabe I'm a grateful believer and I struggle with da 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 and it, like that's how you had to introduce yourself every single time mm-hmm. and it was just this like it was so real and, and I think we're all desperately longing for that and, yeah. and the church has got to be a place for that like we got to fight for that it's, it's hard to do yeah. though to be honest but we got to fight for it isn't that a terrifying thing though to like actually be seen mm-hmm. or to be naked hi I'm Tanner and I struggle with because they they get to listen to us each week Ted you and I on the podcast mm-hmm. and where are these we're I mean I'll be honest we're pretty joyful guys we're, we're pretty happy but if you were to sit down with us on a on a, one of our worst days and we'd be like this is what I struggle with this is yeah. what I'm going through and you and I get to have these conversations off microphone maybe mm-hmm. we should bring them on the microphone but it's hard I mean, and you look at anybody that comes into your church or comes into your life, and like you have to just look at it and be like, it must be hard to be you. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to. It's just hard to be. It's hard to be right now. And which is, I mean, it goes back to your saying, like everybody needs somebody to talk to, or to be a yeah. counselor, to be open or honest with. 
And, and I think there is that, like, finding the right place and the right time for it, too, right? Mm-hmm. Where there there is this, like, saying, you know, Ted and I learned in homiletics class where it's like, the pulpit is not a confession booth, you know? Which is, like, in one sense... One of us learned that in homiletics. Okay, I guess I learned that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and in one sense, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I was paying attention, Ted. Yeah, um, that's fine. In, in one sense, I get that. And in another sense, it's like... We also should be vulnerable as leaders. So it's like it's like finding that that mm-hmm. balance, yeah, no, no, right? And, like and, I don't want to exploit it, and, yeah. and like no one needs to sit here and listen to sob stories day in yeah, and day out, and, right? And like, I, I mean, it's like a balance. It's just tricky. You can listen to my poetry. It's for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I listen to your poetry. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I think you know if we. That's when I know I hit rock bottom. Like, I was listening to Written to Speak. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're at rock bottom right now, Written to Speak. I think you know. I think a big thing too is like. To pull it down for regular folks, because you know, obviously, you and I public speaking a lot, and mm-hmm. Tanner, you know, does poetry and stuff. But to say, like, if you're a regular person, you know, don't, man, just don't feel the shame that can come with right. that. Mm-hmm. Like, know that there are people out there who want to help you. Know that there are. You're not alone. Yeah, you're yeah. you're not alone, and um, for sure, and, and especially to say, like, not only are you not alone, like. You you are not the only person to have experienced this. Mm-hmm, that's right. And I think that's that's. I mean, that's part of not alone. Yeah. But like, but in your your story itself, it's 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 unique. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there are people there that we care about you as yeah. leaders in the church and as people yeah. who just care about other people and want the best for the people. Like, we yeah. want to we want to talk to you about that and we want to help help you. Well, and that's care for you. So you know, Ted, you asked me like, what when I talk with people who are mm-hmm. maybe dealing with depression, anxiety, whatever, like. Some of the, the other thing I encourage them to do is like, is to tell other people about it. And, and again, not in like an exploitative, manipulative way, but but that's what mental illness does. That's what depression does. That's what anxiety does. Yeah. Is it drives you to be alone? It drives you to isolate. It drives mm-hmm. you to say, I'm the only one that's like mm-hmm. this. I'm the only one in this situation. Yeah. I'm only. And and at least in my experience, the more vulnerable I've been, the more healing I've experienced. Yeah. And the more people I've found that are with me. And the lies are not true. The lies, the are, lies not are not true. I mean, you and I were texting about this earlier today. That's right. Like, the things that we believe that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not pretty enough, that, that people don't want us here, that's absolutely not true. But yeah. that you have value and that you are beautiful and that people care about you and want you here. Like, it is better to be here together than to leave alone. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that the big thing is you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to work in mm. a church. Like, just watch out for your friends. Yeah, like right. pay attention like you know Gabe was sharing like his mood changed yeah. don't assume that someone's just being a jerk mm, right like, like ask questions it's good. Be like, yeah. right, are you, like are you just tired because naps help you know not, not you know that actually actually but like just naps in general help well that's true but I was talking with my therapist the other day and uh and I was like yeah dude this is this that and the other thing he's like you just sound really tired and I was like yeah. He's like, take a nap, dude. Well, he, but he gave me the best advice ever. I loved it. He's like, dude, you should pick up a six pack and like do a Netflix binge and just like chill out for a day. And I was like, that sounds like heaven. Uh, uh, I was like, season three, here yeah, it comes. I was yeah. like, I have toddlers, so it won't happen. But yeah. that's a really cool idea. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so Gabe, you bring up counseling, and, and I know that we're uh, I need to wrap it up here a little bit. Uh, but what advice? What advice would you give to somebody who's depressed or? struggling with depression yeah or going through depression yeah so let me do this one tell someone like don't be alone 
mm-hmm. for sure, for sure, for sure, don't be alone. Yeah. Two, once you've done that and you're like, okay, well, I'm still not getting help, or, or, or if you're in the midst of getting professional help, awesome, mm. great. Three, if it's like, I, I would also say this, like, there are times when it's like emergency. Like, if you're at a point where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, seek help immediately. Seek help immediately and, yeah. and get meds. Like, there's the, I mean, we didn't talk about meds at all, but like, that is a factor. I don't think that's yeah. the only factor, you know, like, I'm on meds right now. I'm perfectly happy saying that, but like, um, it doesn't hurt to, especially when you're like in the lowest of the low. Like, yeah. it's, it's like just, do what you need to do to keep going. Keep, mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. And then once you're at a point where like you're keeping going, there's a, a Martin Luther thing. Two pieces, to, well, three things to Martin Luther. So he had his, is this all right? Sorry, I'm going along. Yeah, no, you're but, great, but he had his, his onfectong, which was kind of like before we diagnosed depression, more or less, many people think that that's what he struggled with. And and in the midst of his onfectong, his sort of mental anguish, his existential angst, um, he, he would do three things. And whenever I meet with people, I always in, encourage these three things. Uh, so one is uh, to get together with friends, just force yourself to get together with friends and laugh and maybe drink a little bit too much. Like not like too, too much, but like it's a little bit too much. And like just laugh and have fun. Did you just tell our podcast listeners to drink? Just, yeah, I did. Okay. I'm, hello. If you're of age. Hi, my name is Gabe. I host a podcast called Pint Glass Preachers. Um, so <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the, the next thing is that Luther would recommend is, uh, is he would say to, to preach to yourself. And this is a big one. Like, and this is different than positive self-talk. Like, okay, positive self-talk, that's fine. Do that if you want. Kumbaya. But like what he would do is, is he's like, dude, remind yourself of who you are in Christ and like make that your ultimate reality, make that your ultimate identity. Like just drill it into your head that you're of infinite worth, you're of infinite value, you're someone who Jesus died for, you're someone created in the image of God. Like like there's so much that you are just because you exist Mm -hmm. that like just beat that into your own head. And then the third thing he would say, which is my favorite one, and uh, is, is he'd say like, because there is a spiritual aspect to it, and, and I don't doubt that the enemy is part of this. And he'd say, like, rip farts at the devil. Yeah. Like, legit on. actually do it. Like, yeah. fart and be like, that one's for you, devil. And uh, that's that's my favorite one to do. Yeah. Nice. And, so, I mean, and by, and by joking about it, we're not making light of depression no, by I'm any means. No, quite serious. But it is a, I mean, it is a battle that you get to, you get to fight. Yeah. And 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 I, and I was sitting here with two pastors and as somebody who just loves people and has, what are you has a lot of feelings, my I don't want to talk about myself. Okay, go on. Yeah, but sorry. like to, to to yeah to encourage people over and over to like hey let's talk about this. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you're not alone. That you are cared for. That you are a, mm-hmm. a, a loved child of God, and we want you. Oh, and we need you here. Like we, we need, need you here. here. We and need so, you here. Yeah, we need you here, and that's that's the that's the truth. Um, and I know that we've made a couple of jokes on this podcast, but I think that we need to just reiterate how, how serious we feel about about depression. That we want people to know that they're not alone, yeah. that they're cared for. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Gabe, thanks so much for for joining yeah. us for sitting us sitting in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida, so hometown. Of- shout out! What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, let's go magic. Let's go magic. Yeah. yeah. Hey, second favorite team. Uh, Orlando Magic. Second favorite Come team on, is bud. Tottenham Hotspur. All right, but. One of my favorite MLS teams is Orlando City SC. Here we go. Let's go. Okay. Sorry, Ted. Ta-ka, want... Enjoy your retirement. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Um, if people want to find you on social media, you do that at all? or I do it all. Uh, on Instagram, at Gabe Casper one on... Gabe underscore. 
Right. No, Twitter is gay. Oh, yeah, Gasper. Well, there's this this 16 year old kid in New Mexico that stole my handle yeah. for everything. He's got like four followers. Just grinds my gears. Oh, yeah. grinds my gears. So okay. follow him too, because he needs at least a couple yeah, more. Some love, bro. <laughs> Help that kid out. Um, at any rate, so at Gabe underscore Casper on Twitter, uh, at Pint Glass Preach on Twitter, at Pint Glass Preachers. And you guys both podcast and SoundCloud. We do podcast and SoundCloud. Yeah. Yep. Okay. yep. And, uh, and also at ULC Ann Arbor, that's my church, yeah. University Lutheran Chapel mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. If you live in Michigan and you hear this, if you live in Ann Arbor, we'd love to see you. It's the greatest church in the entire world. So well, we'd love to have so you. So we've heard, yeah. But, so anyway, this uh, this was our interview with Gabe Casper. Gabe, thanks so much for joining us. We love you, man. Good to have you. Here is a word from our sponsors. Does Tanner have a dog yet? Nope. What about a hamburger flipping robot? No hamburger flipping robot either. Uh-huh. They're too slow. Yeah, that's true. They are way too slow. That's true. And thanks, Gabe. Uh, I loved talking with Gabe. That was good. That was, and actually, that was kind of a fun uh, experiment for us. We did that uh, in a hotel room in Florida while we were yeah. on our at our conference, and uh, we ended up... This it was an it was a nice hotel, but it, you could tell it like was probably built. It was just down the road from Universal. Yeah. So a big big kind of complex, and it looks like it probably sprung up about the time Universal sprung up. So maybe late eighties, early nineties. No idea. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they've updated the AC since nope. then. It was uh, in my room, and it's you know those <clears throat> those movies where the guy just grabs a giant wrench. Like the engine's wrong on the ship or the plane or whatever, yeah. and like, and like just, we gotta fix it, we gotta fix it, and the guy just takes a wrench and just whacks it. That's yeah. what I wanted to do to the AC in that room. Mm-hmm. We ended up stacking pillows on top of it and stuff so that the microphone wasn't picking up this. Rah, 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 and that was kind of got so hot. Just, yeah, oh, we were we sweating. This. Yeah, let's shut this, this down. Yeah, but it was a good talk with Gabe. Mm-hmm. I mean. And we again, we encourage you if you're struggling with depression, with anxiety. With any of those things, uh, we want you to know there are so many resources out there. There are your friends. There are um, people out there who want to help you. So don't don't feel like you have to struggle alone. Yeah. Always seek somebody out. Um, and actually, a little bit talking about music can be such a big help in those times. And so Tanner talked a little bit last week, and it became our question of the week of what songs or albums do you listen to as, as comfort Yes. Um, for... For for just whenever, what are your yeah. comfort albums? And some of them might be like a, you know, some of them might be like true comfort, and some of them might be, uh, like, um, your your guilty pleasure. Right. So yeah. oh, we, guilty pleasure is totally different because I did not write down the Backstreet Boys. Oh, is that your guilty pleasure album? <gasps> I think it's my guilty pleasure joke album. Like, oh, I love the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. But do I really? I don't think I do. What would be your guilty pleasure album? What's, I don't know. My guilty pleasure album. Or or like song or genre. I'll go first. You think about it for a second. Because for me, it's like straight pop music. I mean, we're talking Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, like Ooh, those kinds of the things. The Biebs' last album, I, you call that guilty pleasure if you want to. I loved it. No, there were some great, there were oh, some great yeah. uh, songs on that. And, yeah. and so anything like that, Ariana Grande, uh, um, Megan Trainer, you know, those kinds of things. That's my like, if work needs to get done, like I'm doing dishes, whatever, I need something to pump me up. What uh, what ends up on those playlists as well is Ed Sheeran, but Ed Sheeran is not a guilty pleasure. Ed Sheeran is just gold. 
you know what? I've been so bad at listening to popular music, and I think there's something like that that like deep inside of me says mm-hmm. that it's like, nah, dude, that's not you. You don't have to listen to that. Nah, you, nah, dog. Yeah, you stick with the stuff from 2004. <laughs> like the stuff. Dude, have you listened to Ed Sheeran at all? Uh, like a couple of songs. You need to listen to Ed Sheeran. He's legit, man. That's. I mean. Uh, I mean. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll listen to some Ed. So we had some, we had some yeah, folks no. respond to us. Um, my sister Anna, uh, she has two daughters, uh, my nieces Violet and Clara, who are two of the cutest and funniest kids around. I always look forward to when I get uh, videos from my sister of them hanging out and going to bed and those kinds of things. And so when she's putting the girls to sleep, she said, "Be held by Christy Knuckles," which. I don't know if that's a song or an album. I didn't do my research to be like, oh, this is what it is. But so that, and then when she's going to sleep, she said Fortunate Fall by Audrey Assad. I'm assuming they're songs. Both Christy Knuckles and Audrey Assad are uh, worship music writers and uh, phenomenal musicians. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, our boy, uh, our boy Barrett, Barry G, uh, about to be a father. Coming up. Oh, it's coming real yeah. soon. Yeah, but his is uh, so... Watch your, if there's some some ears little ears in the room might want to earmuff those. Yeah, watch out. His uh, "So Damn Lucky" by Dave Matthews. Are you a Dave Matthews guy? Not in the least. I feel like Dave Matthews is a cult. I don't right, dude, like like. I don't know if I could tell you. I can tell you right now if you said name me one Dave Matthews song. <laughs> really? Honestly, like I have no clue. That's. I could see, and here's my thing: is I hear Dave Matthews and I go, "Well, I don't know Dave Matthews, but do you know who I remember is Jack Johnson?" Oh yeah, like I know a ton of Jack Johnson, which I feel like is like the Hawaiian version of Dave Matthews, right? I, you know, so I, ne- I never really got into that kind of scene. It's never my thing. I'm not against it. I no. just never rolled in it, and like no. now people like Barrett goes every year, right? He has this huge trip that he usually goes on like once a year, where it's like a three day Dave Matthews festival. But Dave, they have like. Hundreds of songs, like their catalog is thick. Yeah, it's thick. No, I don't think I don't think I could tell you right now. When we get off, I'll hop on Spotify and see if I recognize any <laughs> you will. Dave Matthews you will. songs. Yeah, you will. There's there's some songs there that you definitely know. I mean, it, it, he he became big when I was in high school, right? And so I should know him. He's been around for a long time. But he has. He really has. But if you didn't like, if you didn't start listening, then may not start listening. Yeah, now. it's probably not. But anyways, I mean. My she sister-in-law didn't say anything Paige? bad about Dave Matthews because Dave Matthews is huge. He's everywhere. He's Watch everywhere. out. My sister-in-law Paige, she uh, said Continuum by John Mayer. Ooh, yeah. Which, uh, it's always funny, Chelsea and I talk about John Mayer, and she does not like John Mayer. And, she doesn't like John Mayer? No, no, like as a person. Um, she needs to follow him on Twitter because he's hilarious. <laughs> I think he might be one of the best guitar players alive today. Didn't he go to Juilliard? I have no idea. I just he went know, somewhere and like I just know that dude is phenomenal, play. and it's not just like shredding like electric. Like he can play everything. Like yeah. it's just we've gotten into this kind of pop. I mean, after I just shared all those, you know, <laughs> pop folks I listen to, but that's one of the reasons I like Sheeran. Like he plays all his own stuff. Yeah, like he'll show up. There's uh, Ed Sheeran did a set for Glastonbury out in Scotland, the mm. big music festival, which is supposed to be this big like pop kind of audio technica kind of thing. And uh, he showed up, and it was just him and his guitar, and people got angry because they're like, where's his band? Oh, and he's just playing to a recording. But what these idiots didn't realize is he was doing <laughs> he was doing loops. Oh, he's looping it? So he'd play, then he'd loop that, and he'd play his entire song 
by himself. And it's like, yeah, it's because this dude doesn't need a band. It's because he's a genius. Like, when he has a band, it's phenomenal. But, right. like, he doesn't need backing tracks and, like, dancing and stuff. He's just good. Yeah. And John Mayer, same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Mayer is real good. When I was mm-hmm. in, this summer I was in Indiana uh, for a, I was uh, speaking at a, at a, at a, at a camp and my buddy, my one of my best friends growing up, Justin, he was up there too. He was shooting, shooting it. And mm-hmm. uh, so we were like, oh, we were driving around in my in-laws' minivan all week, and there wasn't like a hookup for our music. So we we're like, okay, we gotta go. Uh, and so we went to um, went to Goodwill, and we picked up a John Mayer album, and we just listened to that all week. That's hilarious. Long. And it was, it was like, it did not get old. Yeah. It did, did not disappoint. Well, he's got talents. Yeah, for sure. And our final one comes in from my brother Matt Daring up in Pennsylvania in State College. And so he's. Hey, we don't have. To... We need to watch our time on this. So we got to keep moving on to the next one, Ted. So okay. what, what were you? Matt, Matt, we'll bring you in. We'll yeah, bring we'll you get to you later, later time, Matt. So, uh, yeah, Ted, what about you? Uh, I've been listening to American Four by Johnny Cash. That's one of my fallbacks. That was like when I was in college. I came across this album, and like every couple years, I'll come back and listen to that. And actually, Johnny Cash is one of my fallbacks, just in general. Like having a Johnny Cash playlist, do a little. Ghost Riders, Walk the Line. You Don't know. you just feel a little more country when you listen? Like when you listen to Johnny Cash. Dude, see Johnny Cash. I wouldn't classify as country. I'd classify him as Johnny Cash because he was oh, a no, little no, bit yeah, country. But, no, but I, he was yeah, a but I'm saying like, but I'm just saying that like, like a little more like the slow say, living cowboy lifestyle. I want to go cowboy. I go Americana. Americana. Like old I'm school. Am I still wearing a cool hat though? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah okay. 100. percent Cool hat, like, maybe some, maybe a spur on mm-hmm. one of my boots. Yeah, just, not on two. I don't want to be that, you know. See, but here's here's my thing in our house. Chelsea's full country, but yeah, she no, will she's give always you, wearing boots with spurs. She'll give, yeah, she'll give you a lesson on what is good country music versus bad country music, and it's I learned my lesson pretty early on. I don't want that lesson. Well, because we didn't listen to country growing up, and she got me into certain kinds of country. That's right. She made you a, a country um, mixtape, didn't she? Mm-hmm. My my ultimate though, and this CD has been in my CD player since 2013 of my car and i don't mean like oh it's just been in my car and then it returns i mean it has been the cd in my car since 2013 yes now part of that is i have an aux cable so Mm -hmm. i plug in my phone most of the time but whenever i'm listening to a cd i come back to this one and it's um oh gosh which album is it it's uh we're not lost by the show ponies Mm. which actually is a little bittersweet they're on their farewell tour right now are you gonna see them no, because it's just California and the Northwest. They were let's go. Yeah, hop on a plane. Um, this was a good friend of just mine. Just not a United Flex. I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to. A good friend of mine from high school, Jason. He he joined this band when he went out to school in California, and they're phenomenal. And um, and so uh, they they have one song on the album. It ends with this song, "I Regress," which is just man, just so good. Is it like so, the, the blanket you need on a cold night? Oh, dude, comfort? it's not yeah. like just the blanket I need on a cold night. It's like the, my soul needs refreshing. Mm. And mm. this song does it every time. Yeah, that's awesome, man. How about you? Your um, album, your comfort album. The, my comfort, so my I, I, comfort album and comfort song. My mm-hmm. comfort album is Sticks and Stones by Newfound Glory. Not surprised. Oh, you know, like no one should be surprised by my answer because mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very open about the music that I listen to and the reasons why I listen to it. But this mm-hmm. album, I've been playing it since 2002, and it has just always and forever just been like something I can resonate with. And I think that's the thing mm-hmm. about like when I need to be comforted, it's like something that I can resonate with, yeah, or something yeah. that like transports me back into time. Um, and then the 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 song that 
brings me the most comfort is, and it's kind of fitting, it's called Fields and Fences by Yellow Card, and it's the last song on their last album, and it's like this six-minute beautiful nice. thing. And I, I mean, the first time I heard it, so mm-hmm. like, I got the album, and I put it on, and I'm driving around, and the song comes on, and I might... I just I know it's the last song that they're ever gonna put out, and my eyes just begin to just I get a little yeah. teary. Oh man, it's so good. It's a beautiful song though. So cool. if you're looking for something to cry to, maybe you can listen to Fields and Fences by Yellow Card. But I'll have to check it out. It's I, good, I man. It's so good. So I'll play it for you, not on guitar, but on, on you know. Yeah, <laughs> on, that would on sound terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tanner, what are you consuming? Oh, that's a great question. Well, well we ask it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should have been ready. You for know, it. yeah. You know, like when you're listening to someone do an interview and they're like, and like they ask, hey, like, what about that? Like, that's mm-hmm. a great question. And the reason why they say that's a great question is that might be a good question. To figure I'm out like, what, oh, it, gosh, what to say. say. Yeah. What am I going to say? Um, and I was, you know, you know, we were writing this stuff down for today. I don't know what I've been consuming this past week. Um, I've been writing a lot. I've been continuing to try to write a poem every single day. And so, so you've been, been producing. I've been producing. Um, but then when I go on on, on walks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like an old person was like, I'm going on my walks. But I feel great, so I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so I've just been listening to a lot of a lot of NBA podcasts, uh, trying to keep up You're with that. Close. When do when do the playoffs start? Playoffs start pretty soon here. So there's about 15 games left in the regular Magic will season. Be in it in 2025. Magic 2025. That's so. our hope. Yeah. Uh, we continue to uh, win the games that we don't need to win and lose the games <laughs> that you know. <laughs> yeah. It's been bad. It's yeah. been a bad season for us. But uh, yeah. So I've just been consuming some of that stuff, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of writing. Good. NBA. Good. It's like my two things. Like yep. if you want to talk to me about anything, I'll talk to you about writing or I'll talk to you about uh, the, the NBA. NBA. But it's been cool because uh, so like last week I was in we were in Florida and so I did poems for an elementary school and middle uh-huh. school and then yesterday I did poems for my uh, my wife's third grade class for like these six third grade classes. <laughs> Which if you want to see some hilarious questions, oh, go their check questions out were hilarious. Social media. At one point, one kid asked, uh, "Hey, will you kiss Miss Olson?" And I was like, uh, "We don't have time." <laughs> I'd be like, "Yep, get over here." Yeah, uh, but I, I want my no, wife but it's to awkward. Keep, when my wife to it's keep a great thing job. to joke about. Yeah, but, I went. I, I immediately went. Next question. <laughs> nice, nailed it. Yeah, no, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Good. Uh, one of the kids asked if I was on America's Got Talent, and uh, that's when I began isn't to that, cry. Isn't that so like? Yeah, rewarding. I mean, it, it seems it like foolish. Like oh, I'm just going to talk to this third grade class, but like they it's, really look up to you and say like, "It was cool, man." They asked, it's fun being around they asked for kids. autographs, and I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so it was fun. It was a good time. I, I left. Uh, I don't know. It was very encouraging. Good. So yeah. Good. So this week I've been consuming a lot of different random things, but also been doing a lot. So yeah. What about yeah. you, Ted? Well, been exactly consuming? like you being productive and stuff. I've been <laughs> rewatching Battlestar Galactica, which is if you have uh, comfort shows, uh, Battlestar might be one of mine. That's not our question this week, but maybe that's one for a coming week. That is, is. What's your comfort question. TV or movie? Um, but for me, uh, Battlestar is one of the finest examples of science fiction, if not the finest example of science fiction around. And it's well-written, and the story is compelling, and uh, the characters are phenomenal. And it's it was, you know, Sci-Fi did it, the Sci-Fi Channel, I think it was probably their greatest achievement. And they mm-hmm. did it as like, they were like, okay, we're going to do a... Um, we're going to do a, a mini series and see if it can make it as a, a TV show. Oh, and cool. four seasons later, you know, they, and it was cool because the, the producers and staff said like, they, they called it quits after four seasons. Cause like sci-fi wanted them to keep going. I mean, it was a cash cow and they said, we, we don't have more story to tell. Like this is, this is the story. Mm-hmm. And so it actually becomes 
four seasons of like almost mini series. Like every season is oh, like yeah. a, and I don't know if you'd call it a mega series, but like every season has a great arc that leads into the next. And mm. out of four seasons, there's one bad episode. And it's like, it is, I, I encourage people, even if you're not a sci-fi fan, it's just the, the way it's built up. I think it paved the way for things like, um, like Game of Thrones, like Star uh, Wars, <laughs> Westworld is what I was gonna say. <laughs> Walking Dead, you know some of these big yeah, yeah, shows yeah, yeah. now. But so uh, it's on Amazon Prime Video, and so I've been. I have three episodes left, and it was actually kind of a little bit of my like you can download on Amazon Prime Video. So I was doing all these flights, and I saw that Battlestar was back up, so I downloaded a bunch of episodes and watched them on my flights, and it was awesome. I totally blew the question. I had been consuming something. Oh, God. But I'll save it for next week. No, I want to know now. I'll tell you next week. No, tell me right now. The TV show Psych. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we need to do that next week. Okay. So, Tanner, <laughs> if people are looking for you on social media, where are they going to go? Uh, you can go to uh, Instagram or Twitter. Tanner J. Olson, O-L-S-O-N, not like the, mm-hmm. not like the Olson twins. Uh, or you can do Written to Speak, which is where I've been sharing a lot of poetry. Um for me, it's at Theo underscore D, both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast, and my wife reminded me uh, we need to be doing better on Twitter. She said the question didn't go out last week on Twitter. But you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook yes. at Ted and Tanner Pod. Ted and Tanner Pod. And make sure you leave, a, leave us five-star reviews. We are still working out this whole podcast thing, but we're having yeah. a fun We got stickers. It. We have stickers, yeah. So, so leave a review. Get a thanks sticker. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good week, and we will see you next Tuesday. I'm Ted. And I am Tanner. And we did this podcast. We did it, boys! Woo-woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs>